Okay, hello again out there today in Facebook world. I've already been on for about an hour and a bit today, Tony, so you're the second interview today. Uh, welcome to the show again, Tony. Number nine, you're on Billy Watson TV. Good to have you back. How are you doing, son? Son, I'm doing good, mate. You're, you're a trooper. You're a trooper. One after the other, right? But I've got to ask, uh, what's the, the shirt, man? Is that to scare away the mask wearers, is it? No, basically, I don't like wearing boring clothes. And I was in a charity <laughs> You know, all the, the checkered shirts, and I was in a charity shop the other day because I don't buy, you know, expensive shit. I'm Scottish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it stood out, you know. So I was like, "That stands out. That's for me." But it looks like a bit blurry, doesn't it? Like interference in a t-shirt. It, it looks like you're coming over here, mate. It looks like you're going to come to the Mexican beach. <laughs> Maybe you were just getting in the mood for the interview. But yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, it's the, the way that uh, People spend so much money on clothes, and you can get these shirts for like two quid in a in a charity shop. Exactly. I bought when I was seventeen. I bought you can you know that way when you think oh New Balance trainers or this stuff's cool, you know. So I bought this Valentino yeah. t-shirt. It cost me seventy quid, and I realised yeah. it's just exactly the same as every other fucking t-shirt. I'm not spending some yeah. a fucking t-shirt again. You can. Yeah, brands. That's another scam, isn't it? As people are going into branding. Yeah. There is some element of, you know, some of the brands might have a little bit better quality and could last longer, but certainly yeah. not for the value that you pay for it. I mean, a lot of us not even for that. It's just for the fucking label, you know? And because yeah. all of them are made in the same place, but they just put a different label on them. Like Levi's are quite famous for that. You can get yeah. them. Yeah, they're, they're all made in China by some poor kid living on the streets for like one pound a day or something. <laughs> yeah, like most of our stuff. <laughs> More, more topsy-turvy BS in this world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just becoming a joke, isn't it? It's like, once you realise it, it's, it hurts your head. Everything's a lie. Like, I just done a, the programme I've done before was about flat earth and stuff like that. I know you've done a, a recent uh, YouTube video on the moon. I've not read yes. that book, um, Who Built the Moon. I've not read that. I know David Dyke um, mentioned it quite a few years ago and always mentioned yes. it around to buying it. Have you got it recently? Um, the book, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got the book and I've read the book. Obviously, I'm aware of, uh, you know, David David Icke spoke about it as well. But um, the, the difference, uh, I, I, I guess, in that video, I tried to add a little bit more meat on the bones. We might as well go into it now. We're, we're on topic, but um, what what is going on is a lot of people, particularly in the new age and particularly uh, females, and I'll go into why in a minute, are moon worshipping um, and basically uh, there is this misconception that the moon is the, the feminine energy and so you see all this moon worship and feminine energy moon worship in the new age when in actual fact uh, the earth is the true divine feminine and basically um, as you probably know this matrix program is being projected from Saturn which is what Satanism is all about, the worship of the planet Saturn. And it's amplified, when it hits the moon, it's amplified. So it, it makes the program a lot stronger. It makes it more difficult for people to see things as they are. It, it, it has a very strong hold on our perception. It keeps the mind control intact. Um, and so it, it just strengthens the, this basically computer program that's being projected onto us, it, it holds it all intact. Um, also, uh, the moon really 
plays on the um, emotions of the planet, i.e. the the water, the, the, the bodies of water, the waves. So we see the, the Earth's emotional body being pulled on and almost tormented. Um, and the same goes for the females on, on the planet, as above, so below. So their emotional bodies are, 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 are all over the place because the moon is constantly pulling on their emotions, their, their waters, um, and obviously their menstrual cycles and everything like this. So there is an affinity with females with the moon, but it's like a, a kind of distortion um, which has been promoted in quote-unquote spiritual communities and new age uh, communities. And what's happening is, you know, during eclipses and full moons, there, there's all these rituals going on and all these, uh, you know, all these people, a lot of them, as I say, women, are, are giving their energy to the moon. So they're having their energy siphoned off even more. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a real big deception that, yeah, not a lot of people are really talking about. It also, the moon also ties in with the false white light that people see when they die. This is the, um, it's probably a good thing to get into actually. Um, basically, um, I talk about this a lot on my YouTube channel, but um, when when you die, uh, you're basically shown a, a a white tunnel, a false white light tunnel. And what's interesting at the moment is we're seeing a lot of Netflix series coming on with, about near death experiences. There was a a program, uh, a children's Disney film called Stole, which talked about the the false white light about going to the light. Now, the problem is, is because when ignorance doesn't die when you die. So what happens, because most people don't seek knowledge in their living lives, they die and then they don't know any better. So what's been happening is that people die and then obviously the, 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 this, this false white light tunnel is there. And because they don't know any better and because they're kind of in shock because they've just died, they obviously gravitate straight towards it, where quite often they'll be met with a false white light being who will be masquerading as someone that they admired in their physical life, whether that be Jesus, God, Buddha, not God, uh, Jesus, Buddha, maybe the, a family member, an angel, let's say. So they'll ma masquerade and then they'll, they'll say to the, the person, right, okay, we need to have a life review. And so the person, they have the life review, and then what happens is um, they will say, right, Billy, you're, you're a great person, but unfortunately in 2008 you hurt this person, and in 2016 you hurt this person. So it's either hell or you can resolve your karma um, by coming back down and you have to have another life. And then what happens is that, Again, because the, the, the human soul is ignorant they, and, and the, the alternative is, is kind of a hell, they, they agree to it and then they're back down. We're back down on planet crazy for another round of mind control being used as slaves, our energy being used by entities. Um, and so this is this kind of like soul recycling mill that is going on. And, and what we know as reincarnation isn't actually reincarnation in a, beneficial way in terms of karmic and stuff it's actually a trap it's actually um a, a cycle that we're being 
uh, that we're stuck in, and we're going round and round and round and round and round. Samsara. Um, sorry? Samsara, if you just call it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they talk about it as if it's a good thing in, like, a lot of the old traditions and Buddhism and stuff like that. And, and I, actually, I had a, a debate with someone this morning about something. It, there's this kind of idea that if something is old or it's tradition, that, that it's, some, it's somehow beneficial or, or good. But when you look at where we're at, where we are as a species, we're more enslaved than we're, we've ever been. Yet we've, what, what's led us here are all these old belief systems. So if they were so great, why are we still a slave species? And I think we're living in times right now where really and truly we have to be questioning absolutely everything. And um, so this is a huge deception. So um, what, what I would say is, I mean, what we need to do really is it, – in life just as in death we need to show discernment and i'm not telling people what to do or where to go or anything like that but um, it's very clear to me um, especially around the work that i do and clearing a lot of these entities and these false light beings that they do masquerade they do pretend to be on our side they will cloak themselves let's say and they will they will whisper sweet nothings and they're very clever um and we see, an, we see the exact expression of, of that energy here in 3D. I mean, you look at the, the, the likes of the, of the politicians where for many people, they're completely deceived by them. They get sucked in by all their language. They're very good actors and actresses. Some of these, I mean, throughout this whole scandemic, when I've seen some of these what, who are clearly Satanists, what I've noticed is just how good they are pretending i mean prime example you've got people like dr hillary jones right um uh, dr hillary jones has been around for years he's like the trusted doctor isn't he that's on tv suited you know he's like everyone trusts him and and you can see how he can suck people in you can see like he comes across as very i don't know but just very genuine i guess in a way but Really, he, he's very deceptive. He's very conniving. And this same expression is working in the astral. And these beings, as we know, are working through a lot of these public figures. Um, and I think the big, a big hurdle for humanity as a whole is coming to that real deep understanding that it's not just us here in terms of humans uh, human souls there, there are entities that are using bodies like shells not even not even just um like public figures and politicians and royalty i'm talking a lot of people are heavily influenced by these by these entities and um you know what we know and again i speak about this a lot on my youtube channel what we know is things like schizophrenia a lot of mental illnesses they're simply just heavy, strong entity attachments where that body has really just been taken over. And if I, I did a great two-part interview with a guy called Jerry Marzinski. You might want to get him on your show. Um, but he worked with um, schizophrenic patients for 30 years. And he said, Tony, they all act the same way. These are entity-attached people. Um, and he goes into detail about how they act. And really, really fascinating stuff. Um, and I think um, 
you know, David Icke really sort of opened the debate on perhaps we're sharing these um, this reality with other beings, and that is true. But it isn't just down to the world leaders and politicians. What I've come to sort of understand is that when people do things like rape and murder and things like that, it's really because they're, they're, they're probably almost taken over completely by some heavy form of attachment. Um, and there's different levels of attachment. You, you've got, I class them one, two, three. You've got your level one, which is basically a full-on possession. Um, if you've ever seen people take um, that drug called flacker um, or, or, you know, the old exorcism stuff, that that's like, that's a complete takeover. That's the heaviest form. Then you've got level two, which uh, which is very problematic. These will be where these entities will put um, suicidal thoughts in someone's head. I've had people come to me and say, Tony, I was driving my car. This voice came in my head, told me to, to drive it into a wall. It wasn't my voice. So they, they're very problematic. They can really have a, a strong influence on people's behaviours, um, and they're very common. They normally come in through trauma or if someone was an alcoholic or a drug addict. Um, and then you've got your, your, your sort of level threes, your bottom feeders, your, you know, the whispers in the ears that will encourage bad habits and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we all have them, but some more than others. And I think um, we need to, as a species, really understand that, this this astral realm, this fourth dimension that is interfaced with us, is is the root of where a lot of these problems are coming from. Well, if not all of these problems, because this consciousness, this distorted, whether you want to refer it to uh, refer to it as reptilian or watiko or whatever you want to call. From my point of view, there's there's many many different forms of distorted consciousnesses that are trying to interfere and siphon off our energy um but whatever you want to call it we have to really come to the understanding that yeah we're sharing this planet with another form of consciousness that is really dictating what's going on here um and i think a lot of people um, and people in the alternative, they're either they either won't go here, or they're scared to go here, or maybe they don't believe it. I, I don't know, but it doesn't really get talked about enough as as it should, in my view. Um, so it, it's yeah, it's it's huge. It's a huge rabbit hole to go down. Well, I've kind of got a little bit of personal experience in that because uh, on my first marriage, uh, one night. I basically decided it would be a good idea to try and help her marital problems by taking some LSD. So I gave my first wife some acid, and she said it never affected her. She stared at the ceiling most of the night, and that was it. No effect, but I was fucking melted, you know. But three days later, I gets home after my night shift, and she's not there, and she was acting a bit crazy. And as the next three days went on, she got more and more mental, and there was one point she started like talking, and it wasn't Turkish. She was Turkish, but it was just like weird language. It, was, it sounded like a language, but it wasn't uh, Turkish that she knows, you know. So it was like completely insane. And then late, years later, I was doing a shamanic course, and I told the shaman about this, and he said exactly that. It was probably some form of possession. 
So this happened for years later, this um, schizophrenia, these attacks would come in. Because what you're doing when you take acid, ecstasy, or even alcohol, any form of mind-altering thing, you're opening your consciousness up. So the way to protect yourself is not to do that, really, you know? <laughs> and um, there's other forms of addictions and stuff can get in there. These The, the low-level stuff you're saying is like we demons, you know, it's just like it's a habitual thought form that yeah. basically gets in you. And it's like, that is like a demon. It's just, you know, you have to stop that and be the master of yourself rather than these things. Like even just the urge to take a cigarette and stuff like that. Where's these urges coming from? And again, we have to be aware, as you say, of the potential that these are not arising from our own true desires. It's something external. Now, what you were saying about the, the loop, um, the reincarnation loop and the, the soul collecting thing, you know, that would make it seem like this place is hell, so we're getting trapped in this hell. But what if we have the power to change this place into a paradise? Then it wouldn't be such a bad thing to come here, you know? Right now we assume, well, like, this is fucking shit, I don't want to come back here, keep me away from here, but if we stop the control of these parasites, we can make this a beautiful place, and then coming back, we'd be alright, you know, we learn... Um, it'll be a worthwhile place to come back. Obviously, we don't want everything easy, but um, certainly the challenges we're going through through right now are above and beyond. And again, what's happening right now is a is a test for for us to grow. Is it forcing humanity to kind of like a birthing to to grow and to face the darkness and to face up to this evil, and for once of for all, kind of stand up against it and stop it happening in the future for future generations? Or do you think it's a hologram and we shouldn't reincarnate here? The Gnostic Christians used to believe no procreation because this is hell, you know, we belong somewhere else. What's your thought on that? Um, well, I mean, let's face it, you know, it's it's not a paradise right, right now, especially with what's going on. Like, we have to look at things as they are, but absolutely, 100%, this... This planet is absolutely stunning. I mean, you know, you don't have to go far to just see the beauty in, in, in what is here, right? You just go for a walk out your front door and you see it. And, and for sure, it can be a, a wonderful place to be. And on, on the upside of things, the, the, the reason that all this is being thrown at us right now is because there is an awakening going on in the planet and not only just humans but the earth herself is also sort of raising in, a, in, a, in her frequency and as our consciousness raises, it becomes you know the frequency of the, of the planet increases as well and then so you know basically they're relying on us in in dragging they're relying on dragging us down to their bandwidth okay so it's, it's a long slow bandwidth of fear basically it's just in fear yes. as a yeah. shorter, and then that's elevating towards love Absolutely. So, so their whole game is that they, they've known for a long time that certain energies right now are coming here. To, and I, this isn't like a whole new age. We're going into the new earth thing. No, this we still have to put the work in. We still have to, you know, do our own work and all that kind of stuff. But their whole game really is it's it's really like a race for them. I mean, they're they're absolutely desperate to get us locked down before we get to a point whereby we we move out of their bandwidth. And once we remove out, once we're out of their bandwidth, there, there is no more food for them. So, um, and also from, from what I've learned and my own kind of insights is that 
this whole uh, soul mill, false white light thing, it's starting to break down. And there's been a lot of people that have spoken about sort of holes in the matrix and it's got weaker and, and all kinds of stuff. And I feel that this is true because uh, what they're trying to do is, is replace that with this kind of sub-reality with the five you-know-what, which is interfacing with people with the poison darts. And so it's creating like a new kind of web around the planet, if you like. And so there's a big uh, rush for them to get all of this implemented. And this is why there is so much desperation for them to get everyone jabbed, because their whole existence relies on it. So, you know, really and truly, unless they get, I mean, they want everyone else, everyone on the planet jabbed, but um, it doesn't really sound like it's going all to plan um, in that respect. And the funny thing was, was um, I woke up this morning and I just saw some hilarious, like it's, it's like comedy shows. So like the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning was in the, the New York Post that run an article that they were giving away free joints to people that take up the jab. Um, but yeah, I mean, for God's sake, if people can't see how desperate they are now and can't see that did as you see the one about, Did you see the one about the strip club? Yeah, I've seen the strip club one. Yeah, we've got it all now. Lotto, lotto entries, uh-huh. uh, donuts, weed, beer, um, strippers. I mean, how how much more desperate can they be, right? And uh, so I saw that, and then I had to laugh because um, someone uh, posted a, an article that I think it was from the Metro that the Mexican variant has been found in the UK now. Now, the reason this is funny, obviously, is because I'm living in Mexico. There's no Mexican variant. <laughs> so I I don't know where, like, do they think that we don't like, talk to each other in different places or anything? But um, well, there's no variant or something that doesn't exist in the first place, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but one one of my friends, she, she, she made a really funny comment. She was like, oh, it's the Mexican wave coming. And I thought that was quite funny. But... Um, yeah, and this is why I say to people, you know, there, there is a lot of hope uh, that, that they're not getting everything their own way. And, yeah, it seems crazy on the surface, but it's uh, they're, they're in a real, real uh, race to get this, get what they want implemented. And, and time is running out for them. It really is. And I see the desperation through, you know, my own work with people and how people get messed with and stuff. So... Um, when you've got demons like Tony Blair coming out... I was actually going to mention about, that, exactly, Tony Blair. I've got it here, TB, demon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I, like, this is... So, 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 on one level, they're really intelligent, but on a whole other level, they're, they're extremely stupid. I mean, talk about roll your worst salesman out for this, right? That, that is key. This is why I don't understand it. That is so key to their whole agenda to get these jab passports. And you, you, you think you can just imagine them like round their round table, like, right, who are we going to get on this one then? Let's get, let's get Tony on it. I mean, even the sheep don't respect Tony Blair. That's how bad that guy is. Um, And uh, I mean, he's just like, you just look at him. You can just see the demon in him. You really can. It's more and more prevalent every time you look at it. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Well, I, I I think on a on an energetic level that they are 
they are they are stronger in these people. That's why it's it's becoming more and more clear to see them. And uh, I think I said before, maybe on this show, that there's this saying that before demons get cast out, they become stronger. And uh, I think I think this is all a manifestation of what we're seeing now. We're seeing clearly deep. I mean, you look at the likes of Gates, you look at the likes of the Rockefellers, you look at the likes of Blair, and you, you, you can just see these really strong demons working through them. Um, and you look at how desperate they are. And uh, when you've got to give away free strippers <laughs> to get someone to take up a a jab then you really are scraping the barrel and you know there, there are a lot of people that have taken it and no doubt we're going to lose a lot of people but i don't think it's going uh, all there all to plan for them there was a guy in my work today basically he was leaving work early and i was like where are you going you're going to get my second vax so as i said right you know you know it's bullshit and basically he knew it was bullshit he knew he was complying with evil he knew there was no net reason for it, and he was still going to take it. And I'm like, why? Just yeah. got to take it. I said, well, I'm not taking it. Well, you've got to take it. And he's just off he went. I was like, you're fucking crazy, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a lot of comments like that as well myself. You know, people are like, oh, I know it's bad, but my job wanted me to take it. Or, But, of course, the other thing that I wanted to speak about, and you probably wanted to touch on it as well, is obviously they've just um, approved the jab for, is it 12 to 15-year-olds or something yeah. in, the U- in the UK? Yeah, 12 to 15. Yeah. It's scandalous on every level, you know. Yeah, I mean, now really is the time if you're... I mean, I, I don't know how anyone could be sending their kid into uh, these torture centres. Um, well, what... As soon as that happened, I was like, you're not going back there, that's that. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I, I, they've, they've always been like prisons. Um, I, I mean, I, I, it was like the worst time of my life when I had to go to, to, to one of those places every day. But now you've got kids, I mean, they're, they're not having to... I mean, here in Mexico, I, think, I don't know if they have to wear masks at school, but certainly in the UK they were for a while. And it's not just the the, the being taught like incorrect information, false, uh, false history, uh, being shut in behind gates all day and, you know, being taught that you can't question authority, being punished if you do question authority by being detained. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so before all of this, they were, they were terrible places anyway. You think um, it was a good place to learn. People like learning, being detained would be a good thing, all right? More learning, more, you know. <laughs> but it's like a punishment to, to get held back in the place you're supposed to learn. Learning should be joyful. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but now it, it, it's it's just it's a psychological abuse. I mean, I had someone tell me today, yeah, but it's the social aspect. They've got a social distance. You know, where's the social, where's the social aspect in social distancing then? You know, kids having to sit at the... Well, they were having to sit at the back of the class with the window open if they weren't wearing a mask and all of this stuff. And, um, yeah, just... The, I mean, even even if it all ended tomorrow, all this shit show circus, the kids, the, the long-term damage of children, uh, emotionally, their ability can, to connect with others, form relationships... I mean, you, you just can't even, you can't even imagine what's been done to their poor minds because, as we know, up until the age of eight, their their mind is like a sponge; they'll just take on everything, and that'll become their belief system and 
and they very uh, much need to see a human face. They're very much imprints on the mother's face, the father's face. They need to read the face. You know, if you're taking that away from that child, that's stunting their growth of their brain and the psychologically damaging them forever, basically. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and now with with the approval of these jabs, you're now looking at potentially. Uh, I know they've tried to pass legislation in the UK. I don't know whether they actually have yet, but you could pack little Johnny off to school unjabbed and he could come back and say, Daddy, I, I, I had the COVID jab today. They're, they're, teaching, they're, they're teaching children that adults talking about this are conspiracy theorists. This is what you were sending your child into school to learn. Um, so, I, I mean, the way I see it now is we're, we're at like the end stages of war. The, the, the first thing that we should be doing is pulling out our most vulnerable out of these institutions where we do not have full control over what goes on with with them like on a day-to-day basis and teachers are just they're just following orders they're going along with it as are the, the nurses that will come in and jab and and so it, it there, there is no protection there the teachers are not protecting the children and it's down really now to the parents to you, you you hear it so much that you like the parents would do anything to protect their child well now really is the time where we're going to see if that's true or not um because we've we've all you know not not individuals but as a society we've already let down the elderly they've basically been cold um we've got a chance really to to protect the other most vulnerable aspect of our society, which is the children. Yeah, it's an absolute disgrace. And um, you're right, basically, there's all this child worship and stuff that's going on these days, you know, it's like little Johnny wants to be a girl. Okay, Johnny, let's cut your dick off. That's nice, eh? But, you know, it's like, again, the ch- oh, you've made your own mind up, you need to take a poison dart. Okay, then after being brainwashed by the school, Johnny made his mind up. He's totally responsible. The parents, literally, when you send them into the school, you're giving the school permission to do what they want. And um, if Johnny says it's all right, well, he's getting a job. And, uh, and there was a lady that contacted me saying, well, she explicitly told the school she doesn't want him jabbed. It wasn't with a new jab, but it was with a, another kind of vaccine. But the school went ahead and done it. The child came home while I was vaccinated today. And she went yeah, to the region, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, and And not... Only that now you're, I mean, you've got all the transgender LGBT, so you're getting little kids that weren't confused before now coming home confused about whether they're a, a boy or a girl and whether whether they should be a boy or they should be a girl and they've got this choice. And then you've got drag queens coming in, dressed, dressed with men dressed as women, teaching kids how to, or when to masturbate, how to masturbate. I mean, it's fucking sick. How can, how can anyone? in their right mind, with any level of awareness, send their child into one of these places. It, it's These places are, are just, just unbelievable. I mean, and how the teachers are going along with this is, is, is just beyond me. It really is beyond me. When all this was starting to kick off, before the actual kids went back in the lockdown, every time the school sent some message out to me, I would get the email about, you know, we're doing all these plans for COVID, blah, blah, blah. And I kept punting message back to them with evidence that we were calling them all, you know, I wasn't calling them names on the sun, I was telling them you're brainwashing the kids, you're doing this, you're doing that. 
in no uncertain terms, and I got to the point they threatened to get the school police guy onto me if I kept sending them emails of like you know evidence that there's no virus, etc., like that. So they just don't listen, and they're just it, all the order followers are there. It's incredible how many yeah. there is that can't think for themselves and are too scared to to stand up. I even there's a guy in my work fully aware of the agenda. We have quite deep conversations like this. And he still took the vaccine. I met him in Tesco's and he's wearing a mask and I'm trying to talk to him as if he's nowhere in a mask and no took the vaccine because he's talking to everyone else. But he's done it. You're like, what the fuck? Where'd yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think the planet's suffering from, from mass psychosis. Um, I think there's a lot of people that, I think we spoke before, that they, they kind of gave up on themselves a long time ago anyway. Perhaps there's... Um, a lot of NPCs knocking around as well. I mean, it's a whole mixture of different different variations of clowns, really, isn't it? But, but yeah. The guy in the 80s, the KGB, he's quite a few interviews on YouTube, and he basically says, you demoralise demoralize a generation. That's what's happened. People have got no hope for themselves to do anything for themselves. They've got no purpose. So mm-hmm. they're just completely demoralised. They're just going to go along with the programme because... That's all they can do. They don't want anything else. So, you know, schools and that are supposed to inspire children to be the best of themselves and go and make a career, so-called, and do this and, you know, give them hope. But it just... I used to teach in school all different age groups and you see them getting lower and lower in the chair as the years go on. And yeah, yeah. Just to get a piece of paper and then go to university and then get another piece of paper and a square hat at the end of it. And then I think they're really clever by that time and they're actually just more and more indoctrinated to repeat the fucking bullshit that they've learned and think they've got some status for it. But they're also in 40 grand's worth of debt. So now they have to do what they've been trained to do to live the lifestyle that they want to live by serving the system and um, vaccinating or brainwashing or doing what they're doing, you know? And that's yeah. the police these days. The police are fucking well out of order with uh, how they're following all these orders and with the mass on and... I don't know if you've probably seen them in Australia and New Zealand and stuff like that. They're just running down the street and stopping them and laying into people. It's incredible. Yeah. They're like vicious thugs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're basically secondary psychopaths, aren't they? Police and, and military goons. And, and they've also got all that, that technology that they use, which, which frazzles their brainwaves. So, yeah, we're dealing with, um, as, I, as I touched on before, we, we're dealing with people that are maybe NPCs. You're dealing with people that are heavily attached with entities, <laughs> which which will be working through the, a lot of these police and, and stuff. Um, and you're just, and also just, yeah, just basically psychopaths. I mean, I, I put a post out the other day, like one of the most shocking things for me out of all of this is, is has been the realization just how little care there is in quote unquote care homes, how little care there is in, in hospitals, how essentially a lot of people working in those industries are, are terrible. I mean, not all of them, but but you know, the vast majority. There's one or two nurses speak out, and you know they're shocked at their colleagues and how they're behaving under this. You know, they're just going along with it and. Um, the ones that do have a brain, they get ostracised quite quickly. And, you know, like us, like me at the work, you know, I'm feeling very isolated. And some guy keeps on mentioning COVID to me and I'm like, I don't even want to fucking talk about it. You're the one that keeps bringing it up. I was on the phone, yeah. a private phone call, and he says, oh, you better not have been talking about COVID. I don't want to hear it. 
I said, I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about in the phone, mate. Fuck off. You're the one who keeps bringing it up. And, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, you're better, you're better off out of there, Billy, by the sounds of it. I, I'm getting... I'm making plans, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's definitely a challenge just uh, getting through the day sometimes. But... At the work, you know how they go to these, like, it started in the car where it's got stop signs and stuff like that, right? So that's the start of the conditioning that you follow orders. But literally, right, I made a video uh, off the pavement on my work today, and it's like footprints every fucking two feet like that go in this direction, arrow this direction. It's like just you've got to... Every time you've got to look outside yourself for what what we're supposed to do here, what we're supposed oh, to do there. Yeah. So- I, 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 I I stayed in a place the other week and uh, I was queuing up to to, to get to reception to check in, and they had the little circles where you got to stand, you know, two meters. Oh. And, and this woman, Chinese woman, she came. She she's purposely I don't stand on those circles, right? Because <laughs> you know, fuck you, I'll stay where I want to do, right? But there was this woman, she, she queued behind me. She stood exactly in the middle of the circle, right? <laughs> it's just crazy. It, it really, really is insane out there. But, um, yeah, we, we, we just got to keep going. We've got to keep moving forward, and, and, and that's all we can do. But the worrying thing was the other day, I mean, uh, there's a lady, Louise Hampton, her name is. She's, uh, she did the whole certificate of bollocks thing. I don't know if you saw that, but... She's uh, she, she came out, she was a nurse, one of the good ones, and she came out and she said that she got given this certificate for being a, a yeah. really good worker, and, and she said, it's bollocks, I've been yeah. doing nothing. And uh, I was quite a little back, that one. Yeah, yeah, she, last year. But she, she's been going to, uh, to some of these jab sites with the megaphone, and, and they're starting to, to work on the young people now, aren't they? And... Uh, the amount of young, healthy, fit, strong-looking people in that queue waiting to take oh. that dart. I mean, and that's what she was saying. She was like, why are you doing this? Look at you. You're strong. You're, like, over six foot. Look at yeah. the way you're – why are you taking this? Um, and oh. it, just, it seems that the millennials are, are really just as brainwashed as some of the elderly. Yeah, I've got a neighbour – well, I used to live in an apartment block in Turkey and there's a Dutch lady there still lives in the same block, so we're in touch a little bit on WhatsApp. So she told me, well, she teaches the children of doctors who went through the system and these doctors are actually getting the child's school book and earning the school book pages so they've got no COVID on it, right? So they're asking her, you know, when you're taking the vaccine, she's like, I'm not taking a vaccine. Look at me, I'm healthy, I'm fit. Why do I need to inject some chemicals into me? Because I'm actually healthy, I don't need these chemicals. And I just looked at her like, you know, what do you mean? You know, it's just they can't believe it. And just mm-hmm. she's getting accused of being a moron, crazy for yeah. not following the program. Well, what they've done, and what they've done quite cleverly, is turned it into a cult. It's it's now it's now like it's like a, a jab cult. And you know, are you in the cult? Have you? I'm. I'm hearing more and more people being asked all the time, "Have you had the jab? Have you had the jab?" And and like pressure being put on, and like, why haven't you had it? And 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 so now, what they've done is they've created this cult mentality, and whereby if if you haven't taken the jab, now you're now you're an outsider. Now you're one of the. You, you don't care about other people. You're selfish, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, and so that, that, that makes it even more difficult for perhaps people that aren't as strong and like the fence sitters that maybe weren't sure, but they're just like, do you know what? I'm just, I'm getting so much hassle from people. I'm just going to take it. That's exactly um, what the guy who I told you who knew all about it, he said, you know, it's just like they've worn me down over the years and I just give up and I'm just going to take it. He came out with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, and and that, that's where they're going to get a lot of people because not everyone is, is so strong in their defiance, like you or I or the people listening to this. There, there will be some people that, you know, they might think, oh, none of this makes sense, but... Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'll get you back. Uh, basically, I was going to say about the Tony Blair, the demon, you know, that's his agenda right now is the separation, you know, and basically you need a COVID vax passport to get to Euro 2020. Oh, I was in a charity shop the other day. Bear with me, Tony. I'm getting you back. Uh, I was in a charity shop. And I let, where are you? I can hear you. Yeah. I'm just looking for your stream. Um I've got 140 pictures lined up here and I have to shoot through them. Uh, where did you go? Give me two secs. Aye, so I literally went into this. No, you've disappeared. That's weird. Where is Okay. Okay, let me... Okay, anyway, so I was in this charity shop and there's literally, where's your mask? I says, oh, I don't do a mask. And she's like, right, get out, just point it out the door. So I just went massive rant, oh fucking, we're second class citizens, you know, it's me- medical apartheid, you know, there is no fucking uh, virus, you just want to wake up basically, the government's lying to you, I can't believe you disappeared like that, that's quite crazy do you want to log out and log back in again, it'd be good to see your face come on aye right, aye, so folks uh, yeah in the charity shop, that's, I told um, a few people when this happened, Emma, Emma's, she'd been in Edinburgh that day and she was having a lot of grief and then she met me, I picked her up in Linlithgow at the bus train station and uh, yeah, so she didn't cope too well with all this. We're getting shoved and shoved out to be crazy people for, you know, wanting to breathe. We're, I'm just saying to her, we're getting... We're crazy people now for wanting to breathe through our, you know, our nostrils and our mouth and not take a poison dart. We are the nutters. How did it become like that? You know, it's absolutely bananas. Yeah, it, it's beyond beyond insane. <laughs> we're we're literally fighting for our right to breathe. That's what it's come down to. Yeah, and Tony Blair and all this, you know, how they're just like making us seem like obviously they've got this date planned that the freedoms are going to get lifted but you know the covid fucking deniers out there the anti-vaxxers the mental ones we're going to be the ones that's going to stop the lockdown unfolding which is going to turn them back onto us more meanwhile the vaccine damage is going to be more prevalent which means the covid cases are going to go up which is another excuse to get more lockdown you know it's just obviously such an obvious fucking you know, plan, it's so evident if you've got eyes to see, you know, but it's, if you're under that spell, then you just follow the narrative. It's amazing how uh, how people still still believe the narrative, though. Like, I was speaking to a family member, and, she, uh, you know, she's aware of my work, you know, <laughs> 10 years I've written books, you know, all kind. 
she's like, oh, have you heard about, have you, honestly, have you heard about, have you got the Indian variant where you are? And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, how, what? It's like, has it made its way to Mexico yet? <laughs> no, we've got the Mexican wave here, haven't you heard? <laughs> it jumped from India straight to Britain with no one affected in between, you know? It's just yeah, we, we've got a little COVID with one of those big Mexican hats. Uh-huh. in our restaurants. Uh, Somebody yeah. here saying what Gordon Brown said was a fucking disgrace. I mean, everything Gordon Brown said was a fucking disgrace. What, what did he say? I must have missed that. I missed that one as well. If you want to fill us in there, James, that would be quite interesting. But that's another, the idea that Gordon Brown was our Prime Minister that we didn't vote for, but all of a sudden he's in charge, you know? It's the whole idea yeah. of... Well, he, he, he had a char- charisma bypass, didn't he? I mean, oh, like, I, he, I, he was just, he was never going to last long. But yeah, he, just another expression of, of the same cult that Blair's working for, that Johnson... But it's weird, with John, Boris Johnson, it's like, I feel with him, he's like, I mean, of, of course what he's doing is evil, but it, I feel like there's there's some kind of bullying going on with him. I, I don't people say that his new wife is his actual handler. Have you actually seen what his new wife has been up to? Like, in no, plays of Satanism and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've seen her. Past. She looks really. She looks demonically possessed. But with him, I just I, I don't know. He, he's, I'm not saying that he's good. Far from it. Of course, he's not. But. I don't feel like whatever's working through him is as strong as it's working through some of the other people maybe around him. Um, I mean, Chris Whitty is basically AI. The guy doesn't blink. That <laughs> guy's insane. He was walking along the street the other day and some guy's saying, come on, Whitty, no, no purification, no virus exists, and he just keeps walking like a robot. You know, So people are telling them, so they obviously know they're talking bullshit. But they've got yeah. absolutely no conscience whatsoever, it would seem. They're just going ahead and that. They've just got on TV, get the cameras there. You know, these things, all history, all these events are very meticulously planned by the Freemasons or whatever. You know, it's a long time coming. They're just following orders. And But how they can do it with absolutely no compassion or empathy for their fellow man. And the, the guys here saying, James is saying, at the G6, G7 summit, Gordon Brown said, we are deciding who lives and who dies. Oh, so really? Wow. God, basically, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Um, they're always coming out with things like that. But, yeah, I, what can you say that hasn't already been said about all of this? I mean, the, the way... Uh, the, the thing that I'll take to my grave is just the way people have just so quickly just handed their freedoms over and are quite happy actually to just live this new normal. I mean, I, I see it with people around me. It's like you speak to them and, and it's like nothing's changed. They're, they're, they're okay with their little crumbs of freedom. They're, they're all right with that. If they can, you know, if they can like go and have a beer in the beer garden when it's freezing cold, then then that's good enough for them. And really, that's that's because they have the mentality, mentality of a slave. Um, because they, only as a slave would you be happy with bread breadcrumbs of free, freedom. I mean, we've had breadcrumbs for a while, but now you're talking like tiny breadcrumbs. Um, and it just it, some probably the same with you, Billy. That like I've I've really had to a rude awakening with people that just their whole attitude to 
um, to life, really, and and what's important to them is has been shocking because it's absolutely that, fucking mind blowing. Never been shocking. It's, it's just like, like I've been trying to do you yourself for ten years, me for twenty odd years, poetry, comedy, trying to you know inspire people, and never realised fuck me what was up against that. Like no chance, you know. It's just like even right now after all this, you try and give people some information, and they literally don't want to look at it. You're like, here's yeah. the information. No, 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 I didn't want to. I said, that was the guy today. I was like, I can give you a website. I don't need a website. I'm fit as a fiddle. I was like, well, you're about to go and take a vaccination, mate. So you're putting a poison into you. You know, why? <laughs> yeah, well, well, all I can say is maybe there's some kind of like natural order coming up, uh, taking place here. And, and maybe some of these people are, are just not supposed to be here moving forward. And yeah, that, that, that's, that's what you... I mean, really and truly, I mean, if we were moving out of this into a more positive timeline, let's say, if we can, you know, a lot of these people would be holding us back as a species, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I want anyone to die or anything like that. Of course not. This is why we're doing these these interviews and we're relentlessly putting information out. It's because we want to help people see what's going on to so they can make the right informed decisions. But... You know, I'm they... now that anyone's awake. I'm working on the awake ones, and you know, kind of us sticking together because we kind of need a kind of community that we're not alone. And yeah, the, the ones that are, you know, they're not going to get it at this point. I don't think. I think it's... Well, something just came to me then, and it, it was: if if you don't respect freedom, then freedom is not going to respect you. And I think that we're at a point now where if you're so if you're so e- easily bought, you're you're going to sell your soul down the river so easily, and all the things that come with that, then then you're just maybe just going to get wiped out. And so maybe there is something going on in that level. And just people be- say that the dark does have a purpose. You know, maybe this evil is, is serving a purpose right now. And God knows what's going to happen at the end of it once all the idiots are awake. The Illuminati are going to say, right, well done, guys. He's yeah, well done. They're actually quite good, really, but we're just going to do the Muppets, Ken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're gonna we're gonna shoot off now. We're gonna go to another planet, and uh, you guys uh, enjoy Earth. And uh, yeah, that would be really weird, wouldn't it? Can you imagine that? But um, I mean, whatever happens, uh, yeah, there's huge, huge, huge learning curves for for those of us if we ever do make make our way out of this, and. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's being aware sort of after death as well. I think this is a lot of where my work is focusing now. Is It's just, you know, people have got to consider where they're going to go. Like, not hopefully that's not going to happen soon, but I don't think we give a, I mean, obviously we, we don't think about that a lot, but I think we have to be discerning in this lifetime and in the next lifetime as well. And, and I don't think death is an immediate cure for fucking... You know, no, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and uh, we we have to be discerning both in this lifetime and and after death as well. Where I what, make, what do you think that's making certain people like, for instance, my girlfriend? I tell her information when she first met me. I was like, I didn't fax her son. She's like, that's a bit mental. But then she sits with it. You give her more information, then a bit more, then it starts to make sense. So certain people once they get the information. And they, oh, right, they kind of get it. Like, you one day got it, I seen it, got it. But there's some other people, 
you can tell them that you're blue in the face and they're just never going to get it. Do you think there's like something that's RH-negative blood as well? Or some uh, well, I think, I, think, I think there's a certain amount of the population that are NPCs. See, I see this... What's that the NPC like, thing you keep talking about? I'm not sure that is. It's like non-player characters. See, non-player I, characters I, right. I, see this, I see this reality as a computer game. I mean, yeah. we're just, we've just been stuck. I mean, this, this reality, I think, is a little bit of a... So the, the, there's different matrices uh, where you can have different experiences and, and play different roles and have different uh, lifetimes. And, and so this is a particular matrix whereby it's a little bit like The Sims. It's a long-term game, right? So many of us have probably been here for quite a few lifetimes. Um, and we've got to level up and evolve and do what we need to do to I don't, complete the game. And then once we complete the game, we go on and we can choose to have another matrix, maybe a matrix where it's all, you know, rainbows and unicorns and we can have a bit of a break, but maybe there's other matrices like this where it's good versus evil. And so I, I just see this this whole reality as, 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 as like a computer game. Um, and uh, the NPCs are basically soulless. So they appear um, as human, but they... They don't. They won't get information like this. They won't. So I think there's a certain amount of the population that are just kind of filling in roles and filling in characters like there are in in, in other computer games. So um, this is why you can put stuff like this in front of people to you're blue in the face and they just won't get it. So what we have to do is just focus on putting the information out and then the right people will gravitate towards the information. And so it's really having sort of no stake in the outcome because if you do, then you're, you're going to drain your own energy and, and be consumed. Of, and we've all been there, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been there as well. Like you, you just want to scream, but I, I don't think everyone is the same here. I think there's a percentage of people here that, are, that have their souls intact and there's people here that are just filling in the numbers um and they obviously need to focus on the ones with souls because that's they drain our energy right they feed on our energy but um i think there are just some people and i think now more than ever it's proven that with just how stupid some people are um it's incredible the level of stupidity i mean animals far more intelligent than people right now you know we are literally the bottom of the barrel in terms of what we should be as far as being a human and what our capabilities are. You don't see animals being as retarded. They've got the function. They do what they're supposed to do. They're working at full capacity. We yeah. are, in the vast majority, way, 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 way dumbed down to just like being an Ottoman program. Basically, I see most people as programs, so it's yeah. similar to yourself, you know. Yeah. It's just a program running, no capacity for independent critical thought. They just... Literally, just somebody's typed in the computer and hit enter, and that's what they do. They yeah, and there'll be, a, there will be a majority of people with souls that that basically have kind of sold their soul. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I just see it all as a game. This is a mate, one matrix of, of probably many other matrices of different kind of. I mean, there might be other matrices where you're like. A, you're, you're like the hero and you're on a horseback with a shield and sword and, you know, like they they might, who knows, right? But so, so for me, it's just another game and maybe this game has got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> um, maybe it's just the grand finale. 
yeah, it, it, it's like the grand, it's like the final level, right? It's the final level, and and I think uh, it's it's making our way out of that. So that means um, evolving our consciousness and being the best version of what we can be in our living life, and then sort of looking at what happens when we cross over, and making sure that you know we're at least discerning and we're not falling for a lot of the deceptions that goes on when we die, basically. Um, and so, you know, working our way out of this from that point of view as well, because that's how we'll really exit. I think the movie Groundhog Day was quite a good example of, you know, some guy doing the same thing and then noticing life is just the same all the time and then all of a sudden changing a little thing, something else happened. Eventually, he had to change on the inside and be a different person and then good things started happening to him and, you know, things got better from there on because it seems most people are quite happy on that hamster wheel, hamster wheel. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a life. That's no. not your full human potential. No. We're scared. We don't teach children these days to take a risk and to go for your dreams. It's all about get a job, be safe, you know, security and all this. But what is security and what is we're killing our freedom to be just to stay alive is the most important thing. Just to be able to breathe if you're lying in a locked cell. Well, at least I'm alive now. At least I'm alive. But that's not living, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was why I called my first book "Are You Living or Just Existing?" Because before I woke up, um, I, I was just existing. I was exactly as you described. I was just on the hamster wheel, and then and then I just had all these epiphanies, like you know, why am I here? Is there a God? Like all these questions that I never asked myself before. And then, you know, the universe started to show me some answers and, and then you just go with it, don't you? So um, until until people want to ask those questions in life, they're, they're always going to remain blind because it comes down to care because it, it, it's amazing how many people just, they're, they're alive, but they never ask why they're here. They never have that wonder, that curiosity. They just... Okay, I'm bored. I'm going to go to school, and I'm going to get a nine-to-five job, and then I'm going to get a bungalow, and then I'm going to die. So, and 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 but and they'll go through their whole entire existence of not having one kind of insightful question to ask. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's quite alcohol prevalent in society as well. It's not very a, a thinking drug. You know, I'm not saying other drugs are particularly great, but some of them can provide insights and a time out. From you know, that's the point of maybe mushrooms or the psychedelics to give you that time out to make yourself reflect. Whereas this alcohol thing just makes you stupid, and that's why it's encouraged so much. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want any kind of awakening or transcending or original yeah. blueprint. Anyway, we're coming towards the end of the show, Tony. Anything you'd like to say to wrap up? No. No, not really. Just thanks for having me on again and uh, keep up the good work and everything that you're doing. And, uh, yeah, as usual, you can find me on YouTube, my website, transcendingtimes.org. Um, Facebook, I'm not banned at the moment. Can you believe it? <laughs> you're still going through hardcore stuff, eh? Still your, your usual self? I know you've been yeah. the LGBT thing. This pride month, oh. that's my fucking head out as well, you know. No, no, don't even get me started on it. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do one about that next time. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for your chat, Tony. TranscendingTimes.org. You'll catch him there. And uh, he's on YouTube and BitChute. Catch you later, folks. And uh, have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye.